You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. I'm Teresa Curley. And we are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we had a great show started already this morning. If you've missed any of it, you can go back to realpresenceradio.com and listen to our podcast. We'll have it up later today, if not tomorrow. Um, Or you can also find all of our podcasts on your regular podcast format. It's not the word I wanted. Format was not. Platform. Thank you, Eli. (laughs) So we have uh, Ken Howell on next. I'm really super excited to talk to Ken. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Heather. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Well, um, uh, I'm an adult convert to the church. I was a Presbyterian minister for uh, 18 years. Uh, but nine of those I taught in a seminary, and it was during that time that I, as I began reading more deeply in theology, um, I began to realize that um, the questions that had been posed at the Protestant Reformation um, were the correct questions, uh, but that the Protestants gave the wrong answer. <laughs> so I decided that I needed to become Catholic at that point. And uh, but it wasn't just an intellectual journey. As uh, I began attending mass and seeing the beauty of the liturgy of the church, and particularly the spiritual or beauty of of the Eucharist, um, I was drawn into the church like a tractor beam that won't let you go. Mm, beautiful. So, how when did you become an author? Oh, an author. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, well, in, in terms of the book, the first book was back in the 90s. It was about Mary. Um, but, you know, before that, I had published scholarly articles that nobody reads. <laughs> but <laughs> so, I mean, I've, been a, I've been a professor uh, since 1988, um, and I retired a few years ago. But uh, oh, during all that time, I published books and, you know, articles and that kind of a thing. Very nice. So today we're having you on to talk about one of your latest books called Mystery of the Altar. Um, can you give us an overview of what the book is about? So this book is a, um, it's a collection of readings for every day of the year on the Eucharist. Um, to my surprise, uh, when I began investigating this, um, I realized that almost... Uh, there had been nothing quite like this uh, ever done, or at least, uh, you know, one that was accessible today. Uh, so um, I started thinking, I started doing a lot of translation. Oh, it's been maybe 20 years. I started translating uh, from the Greek and Latin fathers into English uh, in the hopes that someday I would write a book about the Eucharist, and I'm still planning to do that. Uh, but in the, in the process of having all these translations, the idea came to me, well, why not put these together in the daily reading so that mm. people can profit from them 
uh, you know, reading from the great saints, the great philosophers and theologians of the Church. Um, well, then I kind of dropped the idea for a while because I was real busy, and I got called um, to teach at a Catholic high school for a couple of years, uh, kind of out of retirement. And I met a younger man who was teaching theology with me, and I found out he was do- wanting to do the same thing. So we felt like that was Providence putting us together. And uh, my, my co-author, uh, whose name is here, Joseph Crownwood, uh, we decided to put this book together, and uh, we uh, approached Emmaus Road Press, and they were very interested in, in publishing it for us. And I personally appreciate what they've done. They, they did a nice job with the cover uh, and with the putting together. It's a very beautifully uh, physical book. Uh, but also, you know, the, what's even greater is, of course, the content, the thoughts of the saints that are on the inside. Yeah. Well, and I just, I find it such an interesting book of how you do, you just bring everybody together to sing this unanimous song of the Eucharist. Can you talk about mm-hmm. some of the, uh, maybe some of your favorite saints that you've included in this? Well, uh, I guess that depends on what year you're asking me that. But, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> right now, I'm just on the verge of finishing another book on St. John Chrysostom, and there's a number of readings in here uh, by him. Um, so, I mean, his feast day is, is September the 14th, or we, we, we did on the 13th because of the Holy Cross, the, uh, the, the exaltation of the Holy Cross on the 14th. But the reading for um, September the 13th is by him. Um, he was the most prolific a Greek-speaking father of the Church, uh, maybe besides Cyril of Alexandria. Uh, but St. John Chrysostom was the bishop of Constantinople uh, from 397 to 407 in his death. And before that, he was originally from Antioch. And as I say, he wrote more than any other Church father on the Scriptures and on Christian teaching. In that particular reading, the one that we chose for September the 13th, um, there's a quotation there from his treatise on the priesthood, which he wrote in the first year of his being a priest. And he says, um, When you see the Lord sacrificed and lying there, and the priest standing and praying over the sacrifice, with all those that become stained with that precious blood, do you think you're still among men and standing on earth? Are you not rather oh. transported immediately into heaven? And I think that I think that expresses beautifully um, the idea that, especially, it's true in the East. It's also in the West, but maybe more explicitly in the East, that the Mass or the liturgy of the Church is a union of heaven and earth, and the this, the the link that makes that union possible is the sacrifice of the cross. It is renewed on the altar. Beautiful. That's one of my favorites because I think it it shows the essence of what the Mass is and how beautiful it is. Uh, How how, uh, unique it is. There's nothing like it on the face of the earth. And that's why we should love the Holy Mass. Absolutely. So it's kind of a daily meditations on the Eucharist, and it's uh, all these different voices coming together. Um, 
I know this is going to be a silly question, but you kind of already alluded to it a little bit. But did you spend a lot of time trying to figure out what passage was going to go on what day? I sure did, because, in fact, we could do another five books like this and have no repetition. There's so much material to put in there. Uh, And uh, I guess to answer your question... um, when we were looking at this, we decided that we wanted to have some representation from every century of the church. Uh, so from the first, late first, early second century, up into the 21st century, we have a reading from a saint or a, or a theologian from every every century. Um, beautiful. It goes back as early as the Didache, which is the earliest doc, Christian document we have outside the New Testament, and then we have as late as John Paul, Saint John Paul II, in his famous encyclical of 2005, um, Ecclesia de Eucharistia, the Church has come to Eucharist. Uh, was there anything as you um, were writing this? Uh, book or putting this book together with Joseph, was there anything that surprised you about it? Well, already we, I mentioned that the amount of material, that, that surprised me. Um, <laughs> but what it just shows is that how much work there is to be done, which I'm, I I feel like God is asking me for the rest of my life to dedicate my uh, background and knowledge and scholarly abilities to writing about the Eucharist so that at all levels, the highest scholarly level down to the average person, in the pew, may be a greater love of sacrament. Um, what surprises me a little bit is the situation in which we live today. Not so much the book, but the book is a remedy to the situation. And that is that you have people professing Catholics who say they don't believe in Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a complete anomaly, because to be a Catholic means that you believe that. And, and yet, I, I don't, at least I think the most charitable way to understand that is not that they are obstinate, but that they're ignorant. They just don't know what the true teaching is. And there are many years of teaching in universities and colleges. I'm not surprised by that, to be honest with you, uh, because there's so many people that just don't have any idea what the Christian and Catholic teaching is about the Eucharist. Some of them think they know it, but even even then, they really don't understand. So we have a huge task in front of us of education, and hopefully that education will be the groundwork for a greater love of Christ in the Eucharist. Now, all the problems that we face in our society today, and Heather, I'm sure I'll have to tell you what those problems are out there. Uh, you're probably very aware of them, as many of our listeners are. Um, there, there will be no solution without a greater love of God and His Son, Jesus Christ, in the Holy Eucharist. Amen. Amen. 
Well, if you're just tuning in, we are talking this morning with Ken Howell. He is one of the authors of Mystery of the Altar. It's a daily meditation on the Eucharist. Um, It is a book that was released recently. Um, We're going to take a quick break, Ken, and when we come back, we're going to discuss more about the book and just some ways that people can maybe get a copy of it themselves, other things that they can expect to find inside. So... We're going to be back with more Real Presence Live right after this break. Stay with us. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it on Monday at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference will help you learn how to take faith principles and integrate them into the workplace. This year's featured speaker is Super Bowl champion and former Minnesota Viking, Matt Burke. Join us on Thursday, August 19th at the Convention Center in Sioux Falls. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to faithandbusinessconference.com. Real Presence Radio is such a beautiful gift to our diocese. It's also a real gift to me and my family. As homeschoolers with Catholic Radio on Much of the Day, my kids and I are immersed in our faith. Catholic Radio educates us with head knowledge, and that's important. We have to know our faith. The more we know who God is, the more we will be amazed, and the more it will excite us. And like any relationship, in order to love someone, you first have to get to know them. God has my heart. I have fallen so deeply in love with Jesus, with my Father, and with the Holy Spirit. I can't help but want that for everyone. I want this for my family, and I also want to share Him with this broken world around us. And isn't that what you do when you fall in love? Real Presence Radio reaches so many people with the message of hope. It is truly a gift. Thank you, Real Presence Radio. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Teresa Curley. And we are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us this fine morning. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for being with us. Uh, we are talking with author... Um, Ken Howell, and he is talking about a book that him and Joseph Cromwood, Crownwood, if I could get that right, Crownwood, wrote together, The Mystery of the Altar. It's a daily meditation on the Eucharist. So thanks again, Ken, for joining us this morning. Thank you for letting me be here. Well, and you uh, offered something really exciting. Teresa and I are really excited to hear this. You were going to give us a sample of Um, what the meditation is like for today's meditation. So if you would, lead us in today's meditation. Today's the memorial of a a really great woman. Um, 
Her name was Edith Stein, uh, but her religious name was uh, Saint Teresa, Teresa Benedict of the Cross. Um, just a little bit of background. Edith Stein is a remarkable story because she was, uh, in the beginning of the 20th century, one of the very few women that got uh, doctoral degrees at any German university. Uh, she studied with the famous philosopher Edmund Husserl, and she grew up in a, in a religious Jewish home. Uh, but during her sort of search and journey and search in philosophy, um, she, she turned away from God. She, she became a, an atheist. I don't know if theoretically or probably theoretically and practically she became a, a, a um, uh, atheist. But then she met a Catholic couple, and um, she was staying in their home one night. And uh, she happened to see a biography of St. Teresa of Avila on the shelf before, in her room before she was going to bed. And she started reading it. And she stayed up all night reading it. And when she, in the morning, when she closed the book, she said, that's the truth. She decided to become a Catholic <laughs> just by reading the biography of, of St. Teresa of Avila. <laughs> and, then, and then a few years later, uh, because back then uh, women weren't accepted as professors of univer- at university, so she taught at a kind of a lesser school, but she really felt a call to the contemplative life. And so she became, she and her sister both, became contemplative Carmelites. Um, and eventually they were taken out of the monastery and arrested by the Gestapo, shipped off to Auschwitz, and killed in Auschwitz. Uh, probably primarily because they were Jewish, but also because undoubtedly, um, at a deeper level, you know, the Nazis were really afraid of the church, really afraid of prayer. Anyway, in the excerpt that we have given for today, she has a beautiful meditation on Christ's presence in the Eucharist. And so she says, this heart, talking about Christ's heart, this heart, it beats for us in the small tabernacle where it remains mysteriously hidden in that still white host. And so she's acknowledging the very presence, invisible presence, but presence, nevertheless, of Christ in the Eucharist. And you can just imagine her sitting there in her, you know, nun's um, outfit or nun's habit, staring at the tabernacle and realizing that there's a divine presence reaching out to her. Mm-hmm. And so she says that that her, that when Christ's gaze meets our gaze, we fall in love with him. And yet, our, his love for us is never met in kind, never completely satisfied, mm-hmm. because his love for us is always greater than our love for him. Mm-hmm. So you have this beautiful reflection of, of a woman with a deep heart for love of Christ, and so it leads us to a greater love of Christ, too. Absolutely. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. What a perfect day for Edith Stein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any day's a good day for Edith Stein. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's just one way that you can uh, use this book to pray with this book, really. Take it to adoration mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's my hope. In fact, I hope that every Eucharistic chapel in the United States will, the parish, wherever it is, will buy one, put it in there. These they have like a little library of books there, you know, uh, in these chapels. And that people, when they come, they'll read these meditations, and they'll see that they share this profound faith with every generation of the Church. I don't know if you've ever experienced this as I have, but have you ever read something and you say to yourself, wow, that person who wrote this really understands me, you know, because I've been thinking or feeling the same thing for so many Mm -hmm. years. Well, that's what happens in reading this book. We read somebody like, you know, Edith Stein or St. Jane Francis of the Chantal or or uh, St. Catherine of Genoa or St. John Chrysostom or St. Augustine. And these people, what they say resonates with our hearts because uh, they love Christ too in the Blessed mm-hmm. Sacrament. And when we do the same, we're in tune with them throughout all the ages. Wow. We are so blessed. Mm-hmm. Our church knows no time. I love it. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Well, Ken, we're coming up at the end of our interview. Any last thoughts that you would like to impart on the listeners before we let you go? Well, I guess just that don't be afraid to to give yourself to Christ in the sacrament and let him have control of your life. When we come and we eat the body of Christ, when we drink the blood of Christ, it's as if we were drinking from the very blood and water that flowed from his side. In that meditation, by the way, uh, where he says that, St. John Griffith says that, is for the Feast of the Holy Cross on September the 14th. Uh, the book is available from Emmaus Road uh, Publishing, and if you just Google in Emmaus Road Publishing, uh, you'll get to the website. But we hope and pray that everybody in the United States will be able to, to share in this great faith of Christ in the Eucharist. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Ken, for joining us today. It um, has been a, a true blessing. Great. Thank you for having me, Heather. Yes, thank you. All right. So, Teresa, that's the end of the show. Wow. <laughs> Hard to believe. So um, if anybody missed the name of the book that uh, we were just talking with Ken about, it's called The Mystery of the Altar, and you can find it um, on uh, their publishing site, Emmaus Road Publishing, or you can also go to Amazon and find it, or your local Catholic bookstores. Another great place to go. <laughs> so, um, did I call you Catherine? No. no. But I'd probably answer to it at this point. I don't know. I don't know. She, <laughs> uh, but Teresa, when you go to when you go to adoration, uh, do you take things to pray with, or what's your approach? It really depends. Like usually, if it's a scheduled adoration, like if I know before, I'll bring the Bible and focus on some scripture. But if it's impromptu, then I'm just mm-hmm. walk in however I am. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Here I am, Lord. Yeah. yeah so it, 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 this looks like a really amazing book. Mm, so yeah, I really, really want to get check that out. Yeah, I want to get my hands on it and start reading it. I like to take in 
Insenio Jesus. Oh, that one's so good. That is so good. It's yeah. the reflections that a priest wrote down during adoration, and it's his thoughts during adoration, which is, it's like, I, I'm not worthy to read your inner thoughts, mm. but they're so profound. So I'm glad that we have access to them mm-hmm. because it's beautiful to pray with. So I love how we, even though time separates us, as Catholics, we're still praying together mm. with all these so saints, beautiful. and it's just wonderful. I might yeah. like our faith. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Might be in love. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Eli up in Fargo, thank you for running the show today. Tell us what we have going on tomorrow. Hey, thanks, Heather. Great show today. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Brad Gray and Janine Bitson, coming to you live from our Fargo studios. They'll start off the show visiting with Dr. Michelle Cretella from the American College of Pediatricians. She'll give us a Catholic approach to the gender debate. Then Chad Przoski, he's leaving Catholic Charities. He'll tell us what's next for him and his family. Plus, Father Peter Andrell will tell us about the 65th pilgrimage to the shrine of our lady of the prairies all that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next real presence live tuesday morning 9 to 11 a.m central right here on the real presence radio network and then before i hand it back to you i just wanted to uh mention one thing uh we've been hearing some folks who've been having trouble with uh with our stream specifically through our app um okay and so in the real presence radio app when you open it up on the left hand side there's an area that says stations if you try mm-hmm. selecting a different station, see if that works. And if it doesn't, oh. go ahead and call our office. I'll be happy to help you out with that. Right back to you. I love that. We were able to do a PSA. <laughs> Just in case. This right in. This, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> pretend I'm a real newscaster. <laughs> well, Teresa, it sounds like tomorrow's show is going to be a hard-hitting show. I know. I'm going to have to tune in on the drive. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just like, oh, my goodness, such great people on... How was your first day being on the radio? A lot to learn. Yeah. yeah it's been super cool. It was I was really fortunate to just be able to listen to yeah. the interviews and Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. There's a lot going on in the diocese too. Yeah. So. There's a lot lot going on in our whole listening area and mm-hmm. lots to do, folks. So if you're looking for something to do, just open that bulletin. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, or if you're if you're up in Grand Forks, they'll kind of read it to you. <laughs> if their new podcast, Christians in Action, I, yeah. But good show this morning, and we have a lot of adventures going on this week. So if you'd pray for the RPR staff as we meet and greet and uh, continue the good work that God has set us upon, so. Teresa, thanks for hosting with me this morning. Thank you, Heather. It's been a pleasure. Folks out there, hope you get some rain if it's needed. And I hope your rest of the week goes just as good as today has. Amen. I hope it's a good day. (laughs) This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. 
And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.